scared of you motherfuckers. I'm gonna tell you something straight off the motherfucking press. I ain't coming for no foolishness. And I'm blessed. You don't understand. I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. This month, we're bringing you a new series called Black Love. We interviewed three beautiful Black couples to share their experiences in their union and to provide some advice to the single folks navigating this dating world. We hope you enjoy these stories as much as we do. Black Love Matters. So today we have our last Black couple um, on our love series, our Black Love series. Um, Jessica, I met, she was one of my first friends when I started my career back at Lockheed. So um, I'll let you introduce yourselves. We'll begin by, you know, allowing both of you to introduce yourselves. All right, you want me to go first? Okay. So I am Jessica Walker. Uh, I am a innovation and product developer and also an entrepreneur um, where I do a number of things and we can talk about that later, but yes. Okay. All right, uh, I'm Stevon Walker. I am uh, a husband, <laughs> a father to two adorable children. Aww. Also, I'm in the Alabama National Guard, and uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much that pretty much sums up my life. Hold on, this is love. Like, you know, this is a true black love. Like, are you sure? You I know. Just like okay. <laughs> All right. And where are you two located, if you don't mind sharing? We're located in Huntsville, Alabama. Okay, nice. Okay. So how did you two meet each other? So do you want the real version or you want just the version? <laughs> the real version. <laughs> yeah, the real version. But I, I'll let her go first. You go <laughs> my, okay, so my version is going to be the right version. So, you know, I was pretty astute in college and we... Um, I was preparing for a speech midterm. So I was reviewing notes and this random person who I had never noticed before asked me if I would like to study with him. So I was like, sure, you know, I didn't think much of it. So we ended up taking the test. And once we finished the test, once I finished my portion of the test, I went outside and he was waiting on me. And the rest was pretty much history. So pretty much he had been stalking me in class apparently. <laughs> And he felt like this was his opportunity to speak. So you all ready for the real version? <laughs> yes. Okay. So uh, I think it was what, 2008 or 2007? 2007. Yeah, we, uh, we both were in the same speech class at Alabama a University. And um, we were preparing for midterms. I still have, the, oddly, I still have that specific test. But anyway, I was in class, you know, it was about maybe five minutes before the bell, before uh, class began and uh, she came in and you know she was a little frazzled you know she sat behind me and said uh, hey hey you want to you want to study uh, you want me to help you prepare for this midterm she said yeah yeah can you it's like okay yeah let's go ahead and so we studied and I, I can't remember after the test if I waited for her or she waited for me. You but, waited for me. I can tell you was out there. <laughs> but, but anyway, oddly, I remember neither one of us exchanged numbers. We didn't even think about 
you know, hey, uh, you know, want to exchange numbers. And this is when Facebook started to begin, uh, became popular. Mm -hmm. And so later that evening, I think I sent her a message on Facebook and, and here we are today. Yeah, so. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we got the story, the story and the alternate story. Yeah. Y'all believe whichever one y'all want. <laughs> Listen, he stopped me in class and apparently he stopped me on Facebook as well. So, <laughs> right, and how long have you two been together? Yeah, since 2007. Yeah, since 2007, yeah. yeah marriage since 2014. Nice. We took the same route to marriage. <laughs> nothing wrong with that. <laughs> so, okay. What's your favorite quality in your partner? Um, uh, Savant is a very compassionate person. So even when I'm frustrated with him, I know he has good intentions. Like he really has this childlike innocence about him, which is refreshing, um, just to see in a person. So even when I, you know, with the great things it always, uh, I'm able to sharing the joy of what he's doing because I know that it comes from a good place and even in those moments when I'm frustrated I know that he has really great intentions um so yeah I would say his ability to see the world um in a very innocent uh from a very innocent lens and his love for people and for people and wanting people to do well I think my answer is similar like her heart she really does have a big heart for those around her you know her family or friends and you know when we first met we both were in like some weird <clears throat> weird situations you know coming out of different relationships and everything so but we uh you know we connected and we got to know each other a lot better and I got a chance to to I've never met anybody who had as much compassion like she mentioned for other people for those around her and then the compassion that she showed for me I've never felt anything like that before so mm -hmm. yeah that's that's my, my quality. And there, there are other qualities too, but I think that's the biggest because it just, you know, just that, that feeling of, you know, someone actually cares for you as much as you care for them. You know, it's, it's a great feeling. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what made each of you want to be in a relationship with your partner? We were young. So that's the right <laughs> <laughs> like, how it's like, um, I, I think I've, well, I'll be honest with you. When I first met Stavon, you know, we we're much younger. I, I thought he was very attractive. And I think he was different, I think, as well. So for me, it was being able to explore someone with a different perspective um, and someone that I just had fun with that was not contingent upon anything else. It was just, it was just pure. So I, I think we kind of jumped into it just really trying to trying to really get to know each other mm -hmm. I think that's that's what it was for me it was just it was so different that I, I wanted to explore the possibilities I think yeah I can add to that it, it was very different I'm originally from the St. Louis area originally from East St. Louis Illinois and you know she's from Alabama and you know I've never never been around as many <laughs> Alabamians as much <laughs> until I came to school down here but it, it was definitely a it was a different type of feeling and a different type of love and like I said just spending that quality time around each other the time we started to to spend throughout the years you know that just just continued to build on upon one another 
Yeah, I think we kicked it off as really great friends to start out. Yeah. So I, I think we connected over education. I think that was probably the first thing. Like it was like an innocent thing. Like, you know, we both were trying to get A's in our speech class. Okay. And after that, um, our first conversation on the phone, you were actually away at a tennis match. And again, I'm from South Alabama. I didn't know anyone that was playing uh, tennis that was black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you, but our first conversation, we were on the phone until the wee hours in the mo- morning where we were just chatting it up. And I think that right there just really ignited something in me to say like, okay, check, check this out and see where it goes. Mm-hmm. So we yeah, jumped right into it. Yeah, I think the first night, the first time we spoke after that Facebook message, we talked for about four hours on the phone and yeah. Pretty much had everything, yeah. which is crazy hindsight, you know, but we did. <laughs> and I guess at the time, you know, I know I don't think either one of us was looking for anything in particular, but it was something that just happened. Refreshing. Yeah, it was like a, a very refreshing feeling. We kind of just click. We just click. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. So I know um, when we were both in, in Texas, you know, you guys didn't live in the same state. So how did being in a long distance relationship impact the dynamics of your relationship? At first, it was it was difficult to adjust to. Uh, but I think it we ended up um, working through that, you know, that was before Netflix and chill, but we would do, (laughs) we would do corny things like, you know, we would go rent the same movie from the red box. And on Fridays, we would watch it at the same time. You know, it was kind of like us doing dates and things together. Then um, I think the dynamics of it, it did shift, especially when you're in your early twenties, you start to grow and really figure out what you want out of life. Mm-hmm. And I think we were afforded that opportunity because we weren't in the same city. So mm-hmm. he was able to live in Portland, grow, learn what he truly enjoyed. And I was able to do the same in Texas. And fortunately, we were on the same path. So it helped to strengthen our communication because we were on the phone all, all day, you know, early in the morning mm-hmm. to the hours of night. So I, I got to see Stevan from a very different lens. I got to understand his perspective of the world. I got to see what he enjoyed doing when I wasn't around so that when we came together, so those times we would travel and see each other, we really were able to celebrate our differences as much as the things that we enjoyed doing together. So I would say, yeah, the dynamics changed, but I think it was a good shift where we were able to um, focus on communication versus some of like this perfect, superfluous um things that go along in a relationship yeah i think communication was the biggest factor in us having a long distance relationship but i i appreciate that time that we had apart because i mean up until that point i never lived on my own i never you know had my own apartment i never i was never able to take care of myself by myself and the same for her so that it gave us an opportunity to you know make sure that we can take care of ourselves you know we went to school for four years and we you know did the college thing and now you know I think we took advantage of being able to live in separate cities but we also made those sacrifices of seeing each other traveling as much as we can in order to strengthen our communication because in the beginning especially when you are so young communication is like 
communication is crazy, you know, we're not at, at such a young age and, you know, text messaging was just, you know, maybe you interpret a text message wrong or, you know, if, or if, I, if we were in person, you know, it would come off differently. So it was like so many factors that got us to this point right now that I appreciate because it, it definitely strengthened us uh, overall. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I agree with that because a lot of the things that we joke about now that we could be frustrated about we explored it in our early 20s so I can tell based on how he's interacting with me or how he's communicating what's under the surface of that communication right so I'm able to read between the lines and I think it's because we were apart so much and we had to focus on the way we communicated things when we communicated things and also the ability to just compromise at large so it it took some time but I think that, and it allowed me to pray more. I would say that us being apart, I kind of attribute where I'm at, like spiritually to us really being apart because I don't think I would have even focused on my relationship with God. Well, maybe I would have, but I don't think I would have. It would have looked different Mm -hmm. um, had he been in the picture where I think us being apart, it just allowed me to grow in some of those areas that I value tremendously now. I think too, then how, how we communicate is so important and it was important then, but when we're, in my opinion, when we were so young, you know, sometimes you just so, yeah, so quick to <laughs> respond to different things. And, uh, you know, it's just, it took, you know, it took a while for us to get to where we are now, but just having that, that communication. And sometimes it's not, and Jessica always tell me this is not what you say is how you say it, because I can yeah. say, you know, hey, you're a nice person, but if I say it, you know, in a certain way, it can it can sound like you know I really didn't mean what I was saying. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And words of affirmation is my my love language. So, you know, you can only imagine being in a long distance relationship and words of affirmation being your love language. So it's like that constant reaffirming of what I'm doing and the value I'm bringing into his life. And interestingly enough, his is acts of service, where that's kind of harder to do yeah. <laughs> when you're apart. Yeah. So I think, we, you know, we had to work around loving each other properly while being apart. And I think we're still learning that now. Um, but yeah, that long, long story short is long, the long distance relationship for us helped to strengthen us and allows us to kind of grow in the manner in which we're growing now. Nice. Okay. What's something that the two of you um, haven't experienced together, but that you would like to? I forgot about the question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Cause I said, I don't know. Um, I know this is going to sound probably, I don't want to say shallow, but we have dreams of opening several businesses together. Mm-hmm. And we've been working very diligently to make sure we're in a position to do that uh, so that we can retire early. So that uh, probably, so I would say the businesses are probably top of mind, you know, short-term goals. And I think retiring earlier and just being able to travel the world would probably mm-hmm. be the next thing. Yeah, I would say, I would say, yeah, probably retiring early and, you know, being able to travel and even now, I guess, you know, visit places that we haven't visited. Um, you know, of course, got to find childcare and all this <laughs> stuff, but <laughs> layers to it. It's like mm-hmm. the travel and, the, and that quality time. I think a lot of times we take for granted 
quality time, you know, with one another or, you know, anybody take advantage, take a, we don't acknowledge it as much as we should, but, you know, appreciate your loved ones, those around you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the last question is, so what is some advice you would give to single people looking for their person? I would say focus on you. Like really grow and develop into the person you want to be and into a person that you can love wholeheartedly. Mm -hmm. That way, when that right person comes into your life, you've done the work and you're just able to transition into your beautiful love story. It also will help you to understand what you are not willing to um, compromise on. If you know what you desire, yeah. it's going to be hard for someone else to come in and push their desires on you. Um, you'll start to compromise on things that you truly value. So before looking for your person, I would say I would spend more time looking into yourself and seeing what you desire. And then as that person shows up, it, it'll just make sense. It'll be seamless. And I would say, you know, kind of like what she said, but just focus on loving yourself first. Focus on giving your time, giving yourself, you know, adequate time to, meditate to pray to you know all the things that you would that you would all the things that you do to to enhance yourself you know be, gosh, I lost my train of thought y'all can edit this right <laughs> <laughs> but I, no, I was gonna say you know but that whole just focusing on yourself at the time I wasn't looking for a relationship she wasn't looking for a, for a relationship granted we were so young man but still you know we were you know, just focus on you instead of, okay, let me try to mold this person into being Mr. or Mrs. Right. Or let me yeah. try to, you know, fix this person, focus on you. And then, you know, that circle, those people that you're around, that's going to, they're going to gravitate towards you. And I think that will, you know, that would uh, allow you to find that person that you're looking for. Don't, don't change who you are to try to fit into someone else's box because it's just not, you know, that's, that's not who you are. You're not going to be happy. I think that's the biggest thing. You know, if yeah. you're, yeah, question why you're looking for another person. And I think there are many reasons people seek companionship. Mm -hmm. And I, I would explore what, what is it that, if, what could a companion provide to you that you can't provide for yourself? Like, you know, before getting into a relationship, because sometimes we go into relationships and we have these unrealistic expectations on what it's supposed to be. Yeah. So I would say, if you know yourself, right, and you know why, you, what you would be looking for in a companion, and what you're not willing to compromise on, it'll all just make sense. But your companion doesn't make you happy. They can add to your happiness, but they're not the person to make you happy. So um, yeah, once you have that level of wholeness, that level of happiness, and you know, health, and I mean, like, you know, healing of any wounds from previous relationships, and um, bad situations and growing up, I think it, that person will come out. And if I had to add one more thing to it, once you have all of this together, uh, you actually have to get out there. You have yeah. to be willing to, you know, meet people. You can't, I always joke with this one person in my life and I, and I always say, like, they're not going to find you at your house. Like if you're there, no one knows you're out there. So once you've done this, uh, done those things, those qualities, don't be afraid to socialize in areas that bring you joy. So whatever your hobbies are, get out 
enjoy your hobbies fully live and as you do that you'll find that person that's you know the yin to your yang that's going along the same journey as you yeah yeah thank you okay so we just want to know if you guys have anything that you guys want to plug, whether it be a business or a website or a project, or even if you just want to, um, there's a question we didn't ask that you guys wanted to answer or something nice you wanted to say, whatever. This is your moment to say whatever it is that y'all want to say. Mm, you want to go first? Well, I'll go first. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, I lost my train of thought again. Goodness. <laughs> I'm dealing with, I don't know what this is I'm dealing with. Um, I pray to God it's not COVID because we sitting kind of close. Okay, guys. So first off, thanks for having us. Um, we're honored to be here. This has been fun. It really challenged us to do something outside of the box. So this is a new experience for us. Shout out to y'all. Um, <laughs> So things I would like to plug, um, if you guys are into inspirational, inspirational apparel, check out my online store. It's called Unique Treats. It's U-N-I-K-T-R-E-A-T-S.com. Um, if you are into podcasting and if you're listening to this, I suspect you are. And you, <laughs> um, if you're interested in productivity uh, and purpose, conversations from a place of um faith so christian-based podcast check out the five piece podcast would love to have you tune in and then if you're looking for business development and consulting support for your business or if you're looking to have someone help you get through the innovation phase and to stand up your business check out my business development company um, called promising presence that, uh, well, it's called Promising Presence, but the website is promisingpresence.com. Yes. Right. And we'll be showing sure all those in the show notes as well. Yes. I just want to, you know, uh, just like she said, thanks. Thanks. Uh, we appreciate you guys having us. Ashley, I, I don't think I've seen you since the wedding. I know. <laughs> it's been a long time. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking about those times we would come out to Texas, well, I would come out to Texas, and man, yeah. that was so long ago. I know. Right <laughs> here. <laughs> but no. <laughs> one thing I would add is, um, I guess in different, you know, in, in in different relationships, you know, whether it's your significant significant other or you know your parents or whoever, you know, you got to do what works best for you and not compare relationships to others. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we, you know, we try to mirror what we see on tv or what we see you know how other people live their lives and we can't do that and that's something that we vowed to do to make sure we do what works best for us because it may not work best for that next couple who also has two kids or who only has one kid or you know well she worked this type of job and he works this that type of job it just depends on that household and keep that close and you should you should cherish that and not let any and everyone in that in that circle because it can you know it can definitely damage it yeah oh let me piggyback off that i think you're right that's one of the things that we learned early on as well is that i don't care what the world is like how they're moving or what they're saying is important i think we do a really good job of staying focused on what makes us happy and what we value most and that that differs from person to person so Stevon and I both came from, you know, um, two, two parent, what do you call it? Two parent? Oh, oh goodness. Y'all's Friday. Two parent. <laughs> it's okay. 
but our outlook on relationships in marriage they're they were different before we got together and i think sometimes we still work through that even our perspectives on finance and how to build generational wealth and just all of these things that go into a relationship they were different as we got together but we both value people and we understood the work that went into a relationship. So I think we, we've we had to work through that and we had to be intentional in working to be together. I think I was telling him the other day that love is more of a choice and an action than it is a feeling. Mm-hmm. Especially as you're with someone over, you know, a course of a number of years, like you have to make a choice to get up and to serve the person with the best of yourself and hope that they also will do the same thing in return. You have to be intentional with your words. Like you have to work to just make sure you're doing your part day in and day out, even though that's going to look different um, as today's change and as, you know, your family makeup changes and as things around you influence that but you have to make sure you do the work and I think a lot of times that we always joke and say like we it's probably it's probably a little bit on the dramatic side but when we even if we don't agree on something we we bust out we burst out laughing and say like man I'm too tired to 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 argue about something (laughs) like I'm not I can care less and I think that's the thing that we most of the things that you in relationships most of the things that you're frustrated about in the grand scheme of things, they don't matter. And something I tell people, um, you know, at my job or just whatever, like when I try to add a, a, a broader perspective to whatever I'm facing, I always say, um, will it matter when I'm 80? Like, will yeah. this particular situation matter to me when I'm 80? Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the things that you're frustrated about, the things that you don't like, it will not matter once you get older what you what you care about is that person the love is for the person and if you're able to keep that in mind it will help you to get through those tips that they really don't matter like you know oh you left your shoes in the floor or um oh you it could be just simple things right you know anything Mm -hmm. that a person can argue about if you truly care about a person and you're able to take a step back from that particular situation that particular instance that you're facing you'll be able to see that you know what i can get through this this is this this is trivial at the end of the day Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. sorry we're so long-winded i'm surprised no. <laughs> it, it's okay. it is it is okay well i think you know, we're, we're, we really appreciate you two being on this episode um, and sharing your love story. Um, and again, thank you for, for being on the, on the episode.